eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 91 Cubs trade option pitchers for and first base options. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast and follow us on all the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, uh, happy back to work week. Hope you uh, got some time with uh, family and friends. Over yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I got some time with uh, family and friends. Um, you know, I also got started on my own Christmas shop in a little bit. I got some gifts for myself for the Cubs cave. Uh, got got a couple Sammy Sosa pieces. I wanted really to ask right. about that. So I follow Crawley on social media. Hopefully everybody listening does as well. Before we get into uh, Cubs trade options for pitchers in first base, I want to know, even if it's just for my own person. Okay. Give me a little background on both of those Sammy Sosa pieces. Yeah. So there, you know, um, Sammy Sosa obviously has not come back from, from to Chicago since everything went down in 2004. He spends most of his time either in the Dominican or Abu Dhabi. He has places and he also has a place in Miami. Doesn't spend a ton of time in Miami but when he comes down, usually about once a year, he'll do a, a private autograph signing. So you send it um, in this case, it was with Jim and Steve's card shop in Waukegan so I sent a couple pieces. One of them was a Sports Illustrated replica cover from 1998. said Slam and Sammy, obviously, in the middle of the McGuire chase. So I got that one signed. That turned out really nice. And then the other was from September 27th, 2001. And that was the game after, obviously, after everything that happened with 9-11. Uh, baseball, you know, stopped for a little while. And when the Cubs came back, Sammy came out to right field, uh, carrying a flag. So I got that signed by Sammy that, you know, with the, uh, it says USA, USA, USA on it. I had him inscribe that and the date. So, um, very cool pieces and people remember, um, Billy Williams was the first base coach at the time. And when Sammy hit a home run, he handed, uh, Sammy a little flag. The one I got is a bigger flag that he took out there, but you know, just, you know, I think iconic memories, it, it, you know, that's the thing that I love the most about collecting and, and stuff that like kind of really made a big impression on me, either whether I was a kid or even like even later on, like, you know, that black cat photo with the black cat staring right Santo dead in the eye. You know, that it's the just something story, that kind of like you. the story behind the story. Right. And so that, you know, I remember real clearly, I actually 
um, I had tickets for what right around that time. And, and obviously the games were canceled. So, you know, that was, it was a moment in time that was really special. So I, you know, it was cool to get those pieces back. And then I just sent out uh, two more pieces for Alfonso Soriano. So hopefully uh, those get done and, uh, and then we'll, I'll talk about those when we get those back in. <laughs> now, when that happens, do you, do you get a, like, a photo of him actually signing it? Is there any, I know in that business, there's a lot of authenticity, right? There's even people that work in like the DNA market to, to make sure that this actually got signed by who it gets signed by. So you always want to go with someone you trust. And I trust Jim and Steve, and I know they have a relationship with Sammy. They actually will take pictures a lot of times of Sammy signing stuff. And I saw a picture of Sammy Sosa um, recently from that trip in Miami. Uh, there's also authentication uh, groups that will go in to that private signing. So if you pay an extra like $10, okay. Sammy signs it. The next, right next to him on the table is an authenticator slaps okay. a sticker. Well, it's almost like a notary. It's almost like a notary right there, huh? Yes, absolutely. All right. So real quick, and you know, people that listen to this know that I work at the score, obviously know how huge of a fan. So in my radio days, you remember, you might know this guy from twofold radio and this, your bit, your, your other hobby outside of the Cubs. Remember Steve Grad? Steve Grad. That's a name that I haven't so, heard in a long time. Do you know that name though? So yeah. he used to be with Man Cow. He was Man Cow's like sports guy, but he used to go back in the day. He had these binders. Okay, three ring binders full of eight by tens of like everybody, athletes, comedians, movie stars, everybody. And he would hang out outside of hotels, all the best hotels in Chicago. And you have the Sharpies and everything, blah, blah, blah. And he had everybody's autograph, everybody's. But eventually he became or created an authentication business is my yeah. point. So he got into that. So I didn't know if potentially your paths had ever crossed on that side of things. I remember running into him at like the national one year, many, many years ago when I used to go stand in line and have people sign things like you did. I never got there early and was first in line like you, but um, yeah. So I was curious if your paths had ever crossed. Yeah. You know, I, it really, I, it's, it's ringing a bell. And I remember Mad, uh, Mad Cow's Morning Madhouse and all that yep. stuff. And yeah, it was, it, it is crazy. And there, it's, it's funny because a lot of people kind of travel in the same circles and you start yep. to bump into the same oh, people. Yeah, right. and, mm -hmm. But it, it, it's, it's a fun hobby. It, it's, it's, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I like the, you know, doing them in person better. Yeah. Uh, though I, I want to thank all our listeners that jumped on that club 400 Christmas party. We're down to 20 tickets left before it sells out. Wow. But I, I love, I love going 19, and, and, right. Cause you got mine put on the side, right? right I got right. yours on the side. And so we, we sit there and when you go to, uh, like club 400, I like seeing them in person, but like, you know, Sammy won't do it. You know, certain guys are just like that. So, you know, however you can get them, you can get them, but it's more fun when you do it in person, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right. The business at hand, who are some potential uh, pitchers and first basemen that Crowley one day might be chasing for an autograph? Yeah. You know, we talked last time, last couple episodes about free agent targets and, and that's one way to fill in the holes. The other way is with, with trades. And we know from what we talked about before the Cubs needs front end pitching, a first baseman, a third baseman, DH would be nice. And, and you're always looking for bullpen help. But when you dip into the free agent market, you know prices are going to be high. Players want long-term deals with opt-outs, and multiple teams are bidding. And 
And, you know, the player always has the upper hand in those negotiations. But another way to fill the positions of need is with trades. And now with the Cubs having one of the top tier farm systems and a lot of teams looking to shed salary, including the usual suspects, your Oakland A's, your uh, Milwaukee Brewers, even your Chicago White Sox, right? You know, the, the, not there, my Chicago White Sox. <laughs> Maybe your Chicago White Sox. No, no. Not my Chicago White Sox. There are a couple of things you want to keep in mind when we are talking trades. Obviously, the talent of the player you are trading for will have an effect on how many players or prospects you have to give up. But so does the amount of time left on the contract. So the more time left on the contract, the more prospects you have to give up. If a player's in their final year of a contract, then you can expect less prospects. We know which teams are in sell mode, basically. Like I said, the White Sox, you take a look at uh, Milwaukee's another team that people think are going to be in the process of selling here. The The question now is, is a roll of the dice, okay? You know, we, we went through the arbitration process, and now, you know, teams are going to, you know, start to tender a contract and go through that process, all the different things that are happening. But that takes some time. And so in the meantime, before any deals are made, you can always trade these players and get, you know, a haul in return. But another thing you could potentially do is hope that uh, you roll the dice, start with that player, and then wait until the trade, day, uh, the trade deadline when teams get desperate and then boom, you know, see if you can even increase your haul even more. Think about it, Dustin, when we were talking about Marcus Stroman before the trade deadline in his the first half before the All-Star break, he was an All-Star, he had great ER. I mean, if you traded him then, the return would have been a lot greater than after right. what happened in the second right. half or if you would right. have traded him in this offseason. It's the all a roll of the dice, right? You got to know, you got to, you know, no one to hold him, no one to fold him, right? No one to walk away. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and uh, Marcus did walk away, so... I decided this time around, I said, let's take a look at starting pitching in first baseman. And then in the next episode, we can swing back to third baseman and DH. Third baseman, there's some interesting ideas out there. And, 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 and that's why I didn't want to go too long into this. But with Craig Council now managing the Cubs and having a say in player personnel decisions, how badly would he want his former ace to follow him to Chicago? Yeah. Burns posted that's really a interesting. Yeah, Burns posted a sub-3 ERA each season from 2020 to 2022. He was the Cy Young, NL Cy Young Award winner in 2021. In 2023, Dustin, he didn't have a dominant season. He went 10-8 and 8 with a 339 ERA, but he started 32 games. Yes, and guy's struck a horse, out, absolute horse. Absolutely, and he struck out 200 batters. That's the third straight season he struck out at least 200 batters. He strikes out close to 26% of the batters he faced. And so for a Cubs team looking for a front-end starter with swing and miss stuff. Swing and miss. There's the key. Swing and yep. miss. That's got to be enticing. Now, Burns is still salty ever since the Brewers defeated him in an arbitration hearing before the 2023 season. So here's this guy, right? This ace. And this is the Brewers, right? They, they, they exchange their numbers. Usually you try to come to something, right? Maybe something in the middle a little bit, split the difference. He The Brewers wanted to pay him $10 million. Burns filed for $10.75 million, a difference, Dustin, of $740,000, which we would like, but in baseball parlance, that's pennies. That's literally pennies. And they went to arbitration. 
over $740,000. Now, if you're not sure what the arbitration process is, basically Burns and his agent have to go in front of the arbitrator and explain why he's worth 10.75, while the team is against him saying why he's not worth what he thinks he's worth. So most teams don't want to get into that just because it leaves a agents will tell players don't even bother showing up. It's not good, but some players will, but it left a bad taste in Burns's mouth. And, and this is what he said. I think there were other ways they could have gone about it and probably have been a little bit more respectful with the way they went about it. So he was not happy. And, and you know, this is the thing when I think of council leaving Milwaukee, stuff like that, like over, arguing over $740,000 with your ACE or, you know, trading, uh, Josh Hader in the middle of a pennant run, your, your all-star closer. I mean, that just got to be frustrating. Right. And so, you know, it's projected that this season Burns is going to make 15.1 million in arbitration. He's 29 years old and this is his final season before hitting free agency. Dustin, do you think the Brewers trade Burns to their rival to the South? I, I mean, I think if you're willing to give up, but th you know, here's the difference. It's a great question. I think you're willing to do it, but the price of poker is higher for you than, let's say, if they were going to trade him to the Texas Rangers, get him out of the league, or let's say trade him to the Atlanta Braves, get him out of the division. I just think when it's in the division, I think it's going to be a little bit um, higher than it would be for everybody else. Now, you know, it is, you know, for lack of a better term, is the new Cubs skipper, Craig Council, ready to jump on a table for this guy? Right? Like how how enamored with him? How how key would he be? And I'm asking you, Crowley, like is he is he 1A? If Justin Steele's one, if they were to add him, is he 1A? Or is he more of the two? You know, he'd be a great three, but I mean, is he is he right away the second best, or is he the first best pitcher on the Cubs? Is he now the Cubs ace? if you were to trade for him. Remember, Justin Steele has one good season under the belt, right? Where, right, where right. Corbin Burns has done a fantastic well, right job now, for But right now, years. as it stands today, Justin Steele is the Cubs ace. Right. As it stands today, yes. Right. Do I think that Burns is a better pitcher from what I've seen over the last couple of years? You'd have to go Burns if you had to pick one of the two. Okay. Now, again, you know, a lot of times when you say opening day starter, you may be deferential. Burns will be like, hey, it was Justin Steele's year, you know, let him start or whatever. But Yeah, I think that's a bunch of, you know what. You know, you know how it depends it goes, on the guy. So. It depends on right. the guy. I mean, right. right. And and so I, I think that that in general. I know that, like I said, Burns has done it for, you know, since 2021 to 2023. This guy's been pretty dominant. He's he's won a Cy Young Award. Uh, he has more of a track record than Justin Steele does. I'm not saying Justin Steele's not going to be better than him. I'm just saying that hasn't happened yet. So you answer the question that, yes, if they were to get him next week, he's the ace. Right. And, and, and here's what we know, Dustin, more than anything. And we saw in the, every postseason the last few years, you need at least two of those guys. That's it. Minimum, minimum two of those guys. Um, and if you don't have that, you're not making it to the, you're not making it far in the postseason. If you're making the postseason. Well, at all. Here's the other thing. Part, part of what you have uh, researched is, you know, the 15.1 million, right. In arbitration. Right. Okay. Now, you know, we haven't gotten there yet, but let's just, let's just fast forward a little bit. If you will. Sonny Gray got $25 million a year, $75 million in total 
from the Cardinals, speaking of the teams down south. Okay? So if you can get Burns for 15, I would jump all over that. Right. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's the price of poker. When you look at your, your farm system, how much are you willing to give up? Um, you know, the Cubs gave up Kevin Made and uh, DJ Hurst to get Amir Candelario for um, basically a month. And if you take a look, DJ Hurst had a really good Arizona fall league and he's now been added to the nationals 40 man roster. So the only thing you worry about is, you know, you got him for one year. Now, if the, if you said to me, Crowley, the Cubs are one pitcher away from really being a World Series contender. Then you absolutely make that move. But, you know, if you're still a little bit on the fence, then that's something you have to consider is what are you willing to give up? How much will it cost? You know, will it cost a match shot? The Cubs have said for the most part, from what I'm hearing, Cade Horton's off the table. Um, the, these are type of things that you're going to have to ask. You know, uh, Owen Casey, th- those, those are names. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That, you know, maybe not everybody knows, but, you know, for people that pay attention to prospects, the Cubs have some really good ones. Obviously, they have a lot of outfield prospects, and those guys, for the most part, are blocked. It's just a question of what are you willing to give up to get him any for idea, one year? Any idea, any speculation out there? You know that you're always, you know, you're you're probably for one of the, especially for one of the big guys like Burns, or we're going to talk about Tyler Glass now in a minute, you're taking a look at probably one top 10 and probably maybe even two more in, in, the, in the 10 to 30 range. You know what I mean? Prospect-wise. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it ends up it end, and you don't know, you could even say to somebody, Hey, you know, throw Chris Morrell and a, and a top 10 prospect. I mean, th- those are the type of things you can do. Yeah. Very interesting. That's what's now fun the, about this Crowley. That's what's fun about this. Yeah. Now the next guy I got on here is Shane Bieber. Obviously Cubs GM Carter Hawkins known Shane Bieber well from their days with the guardians. The, the guardians are well known obviously for doing this, you know, they, they get a guy and then right before free agency, they trade him. And it seems like they just had a factory of pitchers coming through there. Um, Bieber had an okay 2023 season. He went six and six with a 380 ERA. He started 21 games with 128 innings pitched 107 strikeouts. So he struck out 20% of the batters he faced That's 6% less than Burns, but he missed a large portion of the second half with right elbow, elbow inflammation. And so when I take a look at, you know, Bieber, I'm not as excited as I am when I think about Corbin Burns, but he's going to cost you less. And if he has a good bounce back season, it may be well worth that deal. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, you know, we're connecting a lot of dots here, right? Just like we did with the, the last pitcher with the Brewers connection. Now we're connecting it to Carter Hawkins. Makes a lot of sense. He's going to be it going. Makes for, a, it makes a ton. It makes a ton of sense. Now he's twelve point two million is what it'll cost you about that. But but you know, boy, elbow inflammation. You know that that kind of makes me a little bit nervous right there. Well, you're going to have know. to check him out, right? You're going to have to you're going to have to be allowed to have your doctors check him out. It's not like you just trade him without his him going through medicals. Or you can agree on something, and then of course the player has to pass the physical. 
Absolutely. So, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, also he's not going to, he's probably not going to cost a top 10 prospect. Correct. You you could probably get him for less than that. So, so might be worth kicking the tires. But again, Um, Shane Bieber comes in, he's like a number three, right? He's not coming in to be the ace. I would say he, you, what you're what you're looking for here, and whoever your ace is, you're looking for a one-two punch. And so, if you think that it's Justin Steele, and then boom, who are you going to pair with him? Gotcha. Right. And well, so, you know who I want to pair him with, based on the list that you put together, Crowley. The next that? guy. The next. Tyler guy Glass now. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> so used to bet. I used to bet he was like always like eight and a half, nine for total strikeouts in the game, and he went on a little run where he he did that like eight or nine times in a row. Oh, he 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 definitely does and and so, you know, we we've, we've talked about the Brewers, the Guardians and now the Rays. These are all teams that constantly do this flipping guys right before they go to free agency. Uh the the Rays signed Glass now to an extension in August 2022 when he was completing Tommy John uh, rehabbing from Tommy John surgery. This season, the righty is set to make $25 million, which would be the largest single-year salary in franchise history, which means they're going to trade him. He is set to reach free agency next season, just like Burns and just like Bieber. And, um, you know, when you look at what he does, you, you, you've, you've talked about he's a strikeout Swing and miss. Yep. Swing and miss. In 2023, Glasnow had a left oblique injury early in the season, but he finished with a record of 10-7 and with a 3.53 ERA. He started 21 games and threw 120 innings, Dustin, with 162 strikeouts. Now, you, the other thing you're going to take a look at with Glass now is, is that he's a guy that is, again, still it takes a little time to come back from Tommy John, right? So you know that he's just going to get better. The main thing with him is health, man. It, it, 2023 was the first season he started 20 games. Also, you get a little nervous. I mean, postseason is, I hate to be a hypocrite here, but, you know, he just, he has a, you know, a, a track record a bit, two and six with the 572 ERA. So when we talk about postseason, we say small sample size, but, you know, eight games gives you a little, you know, as a pitcher, especially, gives you a, a little bit of a sample size to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so like, you know, all these guys that we're looking at when I, when I compile the list, there's other starters that, you know, are on the trade block, but I'm, I'm looking for a top end swing and miss guy. And, 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 and glass now definitely fits that description as does our next option, a familiar name, both, uh, you know, how about Dylan Cease, you know, reunion with the former cub draft pick. He was in their farm system and he was kind of the throw in Dustin when, they yeah, how about that? Some throwing, some throwing for Jose Quintana was Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. Now I'll say this: I don't regret the deal at the time. I know people do, and and that's that, that's hindsight. You can do that, but here's what I'm telling you: is that the Cubs were four games away from the World Series because of Jose Quintana in 2017. Uh, they lost to the Dodgers in the NLCS. They do not make it without him. I'm telling you that. So. That's where you do roll the dice. Did it work? And and Dylan Cease when and it was that, that was okay. It, Crowley, you're you're right. Let's just stick on this for a second, okay? Yeah. It, it, it's hard for me as a Cubs fan, and the fact that it was the Sox on top of it, and I have to have the Jason Benetti. Thanks, Cubs. I have to deal with all that garbage, right? But it was after that. He was no good. It was that, and then he would beat the Brewers, and that's it. Like he had the one. He had the one decent half, and he would beat the Brewers. And that's all he did. 
Yeah, he had the one half. He beat the Brewers. And then there's been some articles written about, um, if you remember, the juiced balls. Yeah. And it seemed to affect him. Certain, you know, obviously, fly ball pitchers are going to be affected more by juice balls than guys that you know throw it to. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they were only the juice balls were only going in his bag. I mean, you know, they, you know, everybody. No, was but happy. but if you're Marcus Stroman, you don't throw a lot of ground. You don't, you know, if you're right. if you're throwing I, a lot of fly right. balls, I mean, it, 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 it affects a fly ball pitcher differently, no doubt. Right. So I, I don't think that, and, and Dylan sees if, if you remember him back at the time when he was with the Cubs in his minor league days, he had a lot of problems with command. That was a big problem. And, and I feel like the Sox pitching infrastructure was better than the Cubs pitching infrastructure at the time. And so I think, I don't know if, if the Cubs would have kept him, if we would have seen the development that Cease did have. Uh, new White Sox GM Chris Getz has said that the Southsiders are open for business and like the entire White Sox organization, Cease had a disappointing 2023, went seven and nine with a 458 ERA. Dustin, he started 33 games with 177 innings pitched with 214 strikeouts. Now, Cease was the runner up in Cy Young voting in 2022 when he went 14 and eight with a 220 ERA. He started 32 games and 184 innings pitched with 222 strikeouts. Dustin, his 27.3 strikeout rate is better than both Burns and Bieber last season. His fastball averaged 95.6, down a tick from the preceding season. But but if you're comparing him to the other Cubs pitchers, that's blazing. Yeah. So one thing about Cease is that he has two years of, of arbitration. So he's two years away from free agency. And he's projected for $8.8 million in arbitration, so half – what we were talking about with Burns and a little less than half of what we were talking with Bieber. So isn't that expensive? And you have two seasons of them, but that means you're going to have to up the ante as far as the White Sox, as far as wanting prospects. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I would just be shocked if the Cubs, if the, if the Sox would deal with the Cubs at this point, I just, I just think, I, I mean, I, I would think they'd be more likely to trade him to the Guardians or the Twins before the Cubs is asinine as that may sound. That's how I feel. Here, here's the thing: is that the White Sox are already de admitting defeat, and and then they they have to build something better. So as far as the White Sox, I don't think they care if it's the, the 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 Cubs, the Guardians, the Dodgers, whoever gives them the king's ransom for cease. And we've heard the Dodgers kicked around a lot with that. Uh, it, the White Sox are in desperate need of talent. So whoever's going to infuse that system with the most talent is going to be the winner. They don't care what the name is on the jersey. They don't care what town they're from. The White Sox are in desperate need of talent. And so Dylan Cease is obviously one of the best chips. Um, I, you know, are they going to trade Luis Robert? I, 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 they keep saying no. So, I mean, obviously I think he would be the best player on that team. But if you're taking a look at the second less best player, it would be Dylan Cease. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm not against my, hear, hear me out. I, I'm not against him becoming a cub once again, not at all. Okay. Not, not, not even a little bit. I, I'm just saying, I just would be shocked. I would be shocked that the white Sox would deal with the Cubs on that, on that level of a trade. I mean, you know, the white Sox were going for it when the Craig Kimbrell trade was made, right? The Cubs traded Craig Kimbrell and that was, you know, maybe the missing piece and it didn't work out. He was one of those guys that had a hard time coming in the eighth as opposed to the ninth. But, you know, th there, there's plenty of deals between the Cubs and the Sox. Um, Chris Getz doesn't think the way you and I do about the Cubs-Sox rivalry. Neither does Jed Hoyer. They're just looking for, you know, and, and again, going back to Jose Quintana. 
the Cubs got Jose Quintana. What if Quintana was the, the piece that gave the Cubs two World Series in a row? You know, the, the, the Sox didn't care at that point in time. And they got two really good players in return. Um, Eloy hasn't, you know, been all that you thought he would be. But, you know, Cease definitely has outperformed what people originally thought when he was part of the trade. So I think I think it, it's, it's there. So you got four pitchers, I think, in that running that the Cubs would be interested in in a trade. Dylan Cease, Tyler Glass, now Shane Bieber, and Corbin Burns. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but, you know, again, all of those teams are looking to get rid of those players, and the Cubs have what they're looking for as far as young talent. Yeah, it's going to be super, super interesting. There's no doubt about that. All right, we're going from the mound, and now we're moving over to first base. Yep, we talked about the Cubs' struggles with first base, and there aren't a lot of trade options there, but there is one big polar bear that may be available. Uh, <laughs> while the Cubs failed to make the playoffs in the last weekend of the season, you could look at the say a drop ball versus the Braves. How about losing six or seven to the D-backs in September? Or you may remember Pete Alonso single-handedly beating the Cubs in New York. Dustin, since Alonzo entered MLB in 2019, he has a slash line of 251, 342, 528 with 192 home runs and 498 RBIs in one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks in the league. In 2023, the average was down. 217 is worst average since that weird 2020 season. I don't really count those numbers, but he still was able to slug. He slashed 217, 318, 504. Dustin, 46 home runs and 118 RBIs. So he didn't get on base a lot, but when he made contact, the ball was gone. Now. Yeah, I, 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 you don't have to sell me on this guy. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, in, I'm in on this. I, I, in, at Wrigley Field, and his personality, I, I am in on this. Now, Jesse Rogers reported that Pete Alonzo is on the Cubs' radar. There's, quote, there's no doubt about it. He's, here's the reason. He wants to come to Chicago. From what I've been told is he surveyed now that the Mets have been broken up and saw that the Cubs don't have a first baseman ready to rock and roll. They have a pretty good team in a great market. I think that he wants to come here, meaning Chicago, as much as they want him. Dustin, Pete Alonso is on the last year of his contract and becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2024. Again, don't have to sell you on him. It's, you know, you wonder, too, about the Mets being salty about the Javi Baez for Pete Crow Armstrong trade. And you wonder how much they are going to ask for Pete Alonso because right. the Cubs really fleeced. It makes sense, right? It makes sense that for everybody, and they want to they want to make good, enough. right? Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens, but that that's definitely clearly the top trade piece that the Cubs could get for first base. And then the hope is is that if Pete Alonso likes it and the Cubs are willing to spend the money, that he'll be with them beyond 2024. So we can, you know, definitely see what happens when he comes, you know, if he's willing to start talking extension, you know, or we'll see what happens. But another name, Dustin, that I kind of dug up was Josh Bell. When the Cubs were looking around and kicking the tires for options for first base last offseason, Dustin, we talked about Josh Bell mm -hmm. and the guard, you know, probably, we, a year, probably a year ago at this time. Right. We were, you know, we were looking at all those names, uh, Jose Abreu and Bell and, and, you know, uh, Trey Mancini, you know, we, we kicked around all these names. The guardians ended up signing him to a two year, $33 million contract, but then sent him to Miami at the trade deadline. He slashed 
247, 325, 419. So a little better average than Pete Alonso. Less slugging, obviously. Half the home runs. 22 home runs and 74 RBIs. Again, not as eye-popping as Alonzo, but serviceable. And it would cost you $16 million and would be off the books for the 2025 season. I guess, Dustin, my question would be, you know, if they don't believe that Matt Mervis is the answer, you have to, you can't keep doing this plug and play every year at first right. base. You've got to get somebody going for long term. Well, here's and the only so, reason. Here's the only reason I don't like this idea based on how the Cubs are built right now. Um, I know we could look it up, but I don't want to get too deep down into the statistics of it and do math and everything. That's not why I do Sports Talk Radio or the Fly the W670 podcast with you. But I'm guessing Josh Bell had a lot of at bats last year, right? I mean, he was the Guardians' DH first baseman, Marlins' first baseman, DH. He, he got a lot of at bats. I'm guessing, I'm going to guess he got at least. 50 to 75 more at-bats than Patrick Wisdom. And Patrick Wisdom hit more home runs. And Patrick Wisdom is on the Cubs roster right now at a way cheaper price. So had, I don't I don't know that I don't know that Bell is so much of a better option than Patrick Wisdom. So just to, just so you know, as far as Josh Bell, he had 547 at-bats. And like you said, he had similar home run numbers, but you know, when you, when you look at the average in the on base and stuff like that, better than Patrick wisdom, I guess you, you have to go better than Patrick wisdom. I mean, I, I understand opinion, that, but I'm first. just saying Josh Bell is like, to me, Josh Bell. I mean, do you disagree with me? I mean, he's just a tick up to me. I, I'm not like, I'm not falling over my, I'm not falling all over myself about him. You know, we, we, we talked about it before when we talked about, you he's know, all, he's just, he's just all right. You this need, isn't, this isn't just now again, Shohei Otani and Josh Bell. Okay. You, you, sure. You know, I got, I, you got me right. But I mean, Shohei Otani and Patrick wisdom. Okay. Maybe still. Okay. Right. I, I so, so yeah, like you said, I think it comes down to what else they do. If Josh Bell's your big move, that's, that's not going to cut oh, it. God. Yeah, but, right. but no you know, when you look at Patrick wisdom for uh, last year, he only, ha he had half of the at-bats, like you said, 268. Half. half. And he didn't he hit 26 home runs. Yeah. He hit uh, 23 home runs. 23. Okay. So he hit one more home run. One more. Right. The so average. Saying, was, I mean, you know, what's the average? The average was two hundred five, and he okay, and so forty. So he's forty there. points. He's forty points better on base. Uh, you know, but he, but he, if you gave, if you gave Patrick Wisdom more chances, I think his average would have been a little bit better than it was. See, that's where I, I think that they 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 purposely put him in positions to succeed and didn't play him a lot, especially in the summertime. So I, I got a feeling that I don't know how much faith they have. They gave him two million dollars. Um, and then when, when it was the, uh, non trade, uh, when it was the tender deadline. So that's again, very little money in baseball terms, right. but, um, you know, I don't know how much, I mean, if, if you're telling me you're going to go a full season with Patrick wisdom, I, I would take Josh Bell over that. Oh, easily. well, of course. I, I, that's not what I'm saying, but it's just right. not, it's not that much better, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I would go with markedly better. Not now, not world changing, not Cody Bellinger better, but better.